I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Tatsa Pine Lautiwa Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Here we are once again. It is a cold, rainy morning this morning. And then also we had the time change. Um, So it's just like you just don't want to get out of bed. It's dark at like (laughs) noon. I saw on Twitter today that uh, they were like, Seattle lights, like how beautiful was it to have like 9 p.m. sunsets and just Uh know that this coming Sunday we'll have our first 4 p.m. sunset. And it was like crying emojis down, you know, and I was like, I can't imagine uh, like... I don't know. It's it's coming up, you know. It's yeah. already getting dark, say, 5.36, super early yet. Just the thought of being like, oh, the sun is going down at 4 p.m. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I do want to just throw this out there for the listening world. I do have a new addition to, I wouldn't say my family, but I do have well, family. Well, yeah, I guess my family. I was going to yeah, say. Family. Yeah. But I do have a new addition personally, and his name is Chewy. So if you do hear snoring, moving, he's a pug. So... Um, if you do hear snoring in any of these future episodes, it's not me. I have my, I have, you know, I, I'm fully <laughs> engaged and attentive to Kellen. I'm not bored. Um, it is the dog. So I do want to just throw that out there for all future episodes. Cause Chewy does not like to leave my side. So he, <laughs> you will hear snoring and I'm just going to put that little PSA out there. But yeah, like, it, one of y'all needs to check your breathing. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a little rough. Do we need to start a GoFundMe for a respirator? Like what's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's a third person. We, we got, we got a third party on the mic now. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But, um, but yes, very dark, very, very dark. The next morning after the time had changed, mm-hmm. I like did not, I I did not want to get out of bed at all. It was just like, what is it? And it's like, it was raining and then it was a little bit darker today. It's kind of the same vibe. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's crazy how quick it gets dark. Yeah. Yeah. The switchover is wild. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Sunday. we were switching over until the day of, but I was just That's like, what I was what? about to say. Yeah. I didn't know either. It was like 10 p.m. My sister was like, oh, yeah, it's daylight savings. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so <laughs> woke up the next day. She's like, oh, yeah, the hour went back. I was like, That's right. But, yeah, once it hit like four o'clock, it all made sense. <laughs> just saying the things, but being mm-hmm. like, mm, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. I yep. was up hella late, so that's how I knew. I mm-hmm. stayed up until 3.22, and then I went downstairs to, like, go to bed, and it was 2.22, and I was like, huh, something about that is off. <laughs> 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 huh. I was like, I know I'm not crazy. And then, yeah, yeah. upstairs, I was looking at the, like, analog clock, so, mm-hmm. you know, something that's not come connected to internet and all that stuff and then yeah. when i went down i looked at my phone and of course the phones update automatically mm-hmm. uh so then yeah it was like immediate open up the phone go to google daylight savings time 2023 
Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, I'm in the middle of it. That makes sense. Yes. Because uh, for like, a second, you know, yeah. it's that that late at night, I was kind of like, am I tripping? Or like, <laughs> was the time just yeah. a little bit different? And, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we're here and we're entering into exactly. fall. I think we've been in fall actually for we have we have a little while now. But um, yeah, like a month and yeah. some change. Yeah, hasn't hasn't snowed or I mean it's got it's just got cold. I feel like these last this last week for me. I just now I'm starting to get chilly. But as you can tell, <laughs> as I'm like in this big furry right uh, <laughs> zip looks up so right plush. now. But um, yeah, I don't like being too cold. I don't like being too hot. I like being very much in between. Um, so we'll see how cold it gets. We had our first snow, I think, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's been at least three weeks now. Uh, it mm-hmm. They were like warning, it's going to be two inches overnight. Get yourselves ready. And then it was just like, it was nothing. It was like an eighth of an inch. Yet still mm-hmm. it snowed, you know, and it yeah. was early October. So it was kind of a trip because it was like, dang, we're starting off this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it got hot again for a second, and now we're back to the cold and the rain. This past weekend, I went to my nephew's football game, and it was, like, pouring down rain the entire time. And I felt so sorry. It was, like, a bunch of fourth graders out there just, like, drenched in mud playing football. And, like, here we are in the stands with our blankets and our coats and our umbrellas, you know? Yeah. like Being like, oh, my gosh, it's so cold out. And, like, the babies are out there, like, in the literal rain, like running into each other and piling on top of each other. And I was just like, I can't even imagine, like, being out there as a player in this wet, like, cold day. Yeah. Yeah. They were were about that life. You know, they felt like they were – it was was championship, too. It was, like, the league championship. So, you know, it felt like, you know, major NFL moments for them. Yeah. At least that's what I'm telling myself. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we went to Chloe's – family weekend and well I went to family (laughs) Chloe's family weekend and um it was raining it was freezing so it was they had a football game obviously that night and so we get out there and as soon as we sit down it starts pouring like it wasn't raining before (laughs) like maybe it was like a drop here drop there but then as soon as we sit down it just starts pouring and so I'm like, we got all this food. Like, we didn't eat all day, so we went hard oh, no. on the concession stands. And so we're sitting there like, ugh. So then we had to, like, walk over into, like, this little hooded area. <laughs> Stood there for about 30 minutes, ate our food, whatever, until the game started. And yeah. then we sat down, and it was still, like, soaking. And so I'm like, and I was sitting next to your Auntie Angel, so she comes oh, up, and she has one of those garbage bag, you know, hoodies. And I was yeah. like, how, where'd you A get poncho? those? How much are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live for garbage bag hoodie. That's everything. When we walked in, I was like, man, I'm not buying one of those. It's just a garbage bag. Like, I'm not going to pay money for a garbage bag. By the end of the game, I was, like, cuddled up, wrapped up in the garbage bag. (laughs) Some people have legit garbage bags on, though. Anyway, a poncho, a poncho. I love her garbage bag hoodie, though. That's the best. (laughs) My uh, sister needs to go get get them. She's like, I think we need these. And I was like, I think we do. So she went to go find some. And we didn't even stay past halftime because it was like by that time it stopped raining, but everyone was just like, we're just soaked and cold. Yeah. <laughs> so like probably like 80% of the stadium just left. But, um, but yeah, the rain's been this? raining. The rain's yeah. been raining. Yeah. And you know, the earth needs it and all that stuff most yes. likely. Yes. So 
very I much that. It. I prefer yeah, rain it, over snow. Yeah, we're rolling with the with the seasons and everything they have to bring. It, it is kind of wild, like mm-hmm. being out there and just being like, "Oh, girl, I'm drenched right now." Yeah. 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 Well, that was your weather forecast. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, let's get into a little bit of life. So, <laughs> what's been going on? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's been, I want to say, three weeks since we last recorded. Maybe two. It feels like I three. I Because uh, in that time, uh, we had the Portland trip for the Northwest mm-hmm. Native Chamber. Uh, mm-hmm. I also, right before that, went hunting with some family uh other things that i've done i've been down to new mexico for like Mm -hmm. a short film um i've been like around in the area i got to go to seattle to watch my cousin zay play uh Mm because he's a wide receiver for arizona state university and they Mm -hmm. are playing university of washington so our family got to go over for that uh and i also saw killers of the flower moon like a week Mm -hmm. and a half ago so that was like Mm -hmm. a major thing to process yeah. Uh, and then just this week, uh, Megan the Stallion, well, low-key, it was last Friday, yeah, uh, Megan the Stallion dropped Cobra, a brand new single and, like, video that has been just on repeat in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are some kind of random things, yet major things that have happened in the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we've seen each other elsewhere, too. I feel like we have. Honestly, it's been yeah. a big blur these last yeah. few weeks. Um, in in a good way. I like like I was saying in my last the last episode, I'm just literally just trying to keep up and so <laughs> that's how my schedule has been. So I literally had to break out my calendar to see okay. what I was going okay. on. So I have yes. something to say too because yes. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Thank you but for yes. doing that. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Portland. Oh, I went to a Coco Jones concert again. And Ow. I did some winery and pumpkin picking with the girls, and then I did like a little spooky night in for Halloween with them. Um, What else did we do? I did a little bit of beating, which was nice, and then went to Tulalip, went to this Unity... The Run Unity Covening, um, we had to work that event, which was awesome because there was just so much I didn't know. Um, okay, and so okay. I was had the opportunity to work that, but also go and support our tribe and um, listen to that. Um, and then what else went on? I feel like there's one more thing. Probably just my sister's family weekend. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I like – I we was – Business Creatives has been on the go with event documentation, and so I needed a little break, so I, like, hopped back over to D.C. literally just from, like, Thursday to Monday for the weekend okay. to go hang out wow. with the girls because we had things planned. And so yeah. I'm like, yeah, so I did that, and I came back, went back to work, um, and then... Now I'm back in Idaho because we had a client last weekend, which was our tribe, which was amazing. And then go check out Yanajaha Lone Wolf probably tonight. Shout out to her. She'll be speaking at yes. U of I, an amazing activist and just human being. Um, and I got to pick up my mom's puppy because he's making his way back to D.C. So that's what yes. that's that's what, what's going on now. But, yeah, it's been it's still been a busy few weeks. You've been on the go. Um, I've been on the go, and we're just making things happen as they're happening. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Seriously. So it's been good. And then speaking of the gathering, that is, that's not. I was going to say. We're not going to sweep over that because. Oh, oh. <laughs> Kellen shook the earth. When ah. I say shook the earth, shook the earth with that event. If you weren't there, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I honestly, genuinely, respectfully do because the performance was bananas. So oh. basically, Kellen's like, you know, so this is what I got. I said, no. I don't want to know nothing. I just want to be surprised. No spoilers, I had to work the no nothing. My team was there. We're documenting. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be there. Don't tell me nothing. He's like, all right. So he did not tell me anything. I, the hairs, when I tell you the hairs on my arms stood up. I was war hooping and your girl don't war hoop unless she had a little to peeps in her. Okay. I was so excited. So it was, it was supposed to be a fashion show. And so... Honestly, their their setup was a little wonky. Um, I don't care if I'm on the record for that. It was a little wonky. And so the, the other two designers, they did an amazing job. They really just kind of took over the space in what ways they could. But Kellen was like, I'm going to turn this into a whole performance. And he utilized the entire space the way he, ch- he chose to. He literally got the room to shut up like everyone was constantly talking like there was constantly chatter regardless of what was going on once kellen stepped out the room you could hear a pin drop like a size 12 sharps needle on the ground like (laughs) and then yeah he went through his performance and everybody was on their feet by the end we were interviewing people everybody was saying yeah kellen's was my favorite performance um so yeah i'm not gonna give the context i'll leave that up to kellen but just know you missed a great performance and he did and and you did an absolutely amazing job and i was so proud to just be in the room oh thank you (sighs) yeah it was wild well that that's i was just tripping because i was like literally the last time i think that we did record and speak was like right before portland it was Mm -hmm. like right before i left uh, and so it's just kind of wild. Like we're on the other side of that now and just like the big change. Uh, yeah, it was dope being there. Shout out uh, to both Dusty of Mobilize uh, as well as Polani of No End of Design. Uh, Neo mm-hmm. Design, you can find and uh, Mobilize, M-O-B-I-L-I-Z-E uh, on Instagram. Check them both out. Both also amazing designers and um came with statements i didn't get to actually see their their runway shows because they were before my set so my group and i we were in the back getting prepared for for our moment after them uh however it was great getting to talk to them and get to learn a little bit more about their story and their motivation behind what they put out there and yeah i will say makes the uh the (laughs) runway the 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 stage the setup it did throw me off when i got the (laughs) schematics when i got the map i said what is this uh yet that was kind of what led to the entire moment that we experienced that night was just a series of what is this moments mm-hmm. uh, because what happened there would not have come out if it weren't for these different challenges that popped up. So I was expecting the physical space to be one way. And when I got the map and when I got to the space, it was a completely different setup. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was thinking that like our our travel would be one way. I was thinking that the audio would be another thing. All these different things that I prepared ended up getting flipped. And so then as those things were flipping on me, I had to like hop into my creative mind and be like, okay, well, you still want to show the fuck out. So what are you going to do? You know? Mm -hmm. 
And so then everything, it was just like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Well, what are we going to do? Flip it. Okay, that's not going to work. What are we going to do? Flip it. Mm-hmm. And all of those flips turned out to be uh, what came out that day. So I, mm-hmm. I'm super grateful uh, that it all worked out. Even taking the job, like, I, I took it and I was like, I know I'm going to do something bomb. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. And then I started doing my meetups with my with my models. So shout out to uh, Winter Hayes as well as Chloe Thompson and Gabriella Lewis, the three who joined me in uh, creating the moment. Yeah, as I sat down with each one of these people and were, was doing my fitting with them and kind of discussing what was going on, the story developed. And yeah. so it was beautiful that over the course of that time, the story developed and through the challenges, the story developed because, again, conflict drives story. You know, every mm-hmm. movie has conflict in order to drive the plot. So if that's yeah. my life, you know, conflict comes about. You got to you got to level up. You got to work it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, just like embracing that conflict, letting it drive the story. And then what came out came out. <laughs> yeah. And that is a story of a true performer because and it was crazy just kind of, you know, just being because our job is literally to be seen, not heard, be a fly on the wall and capture okay. the whole essence of what's going on in that yes. moment. And so it was crazy just doing that. And, you know, I'm making sure I'm checking on my team, making sure that, you know, I'm looking at spots and areas that we need to be in as well. And it was like you didn't take your attention off of what you needed to do. That was, I think, one thing that separated you probably out of everyone else that had to hit the stage um, for the most part. It was just like you, your family was was stringing up beads on buckskin. Um, you weren't worried about the way you looked. Like you did yourself last and you made sure the hair was right. Each bead was in place. And it's like we got all of that on, on camera wow. just on how, you know, what's the word? you know, determined, I guess, for lack of a better word, you were about making sure what you had was on point. So it was cool just to kind of witness the whole process, but then also witnessing the process before the process and knowing that Mm. this is really has been a year or two in the making, you know, and it's not all for this moment because there's going to be more moments, but it's just another page in your book to this full story that you've already created. So it was, it was really cool. And it really was just chilling. Cause I, I knew like, as soon as people were coming in, they're like, Oh, what are you excited for? And I'm just like, this is Kellen's debut, and it's Kellen. So I'm like, y'all don't even know what you're about to. You know how long I've been telling this man to be on the stage? Like, <laughs> to get on a stage? So I'm like, no. I'm like, I, I know who I'm here to see, and I'm excited. To see, but you can't say that. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah, 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 yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> the non-biased I mean, voice. But <laughs> yeah, in the work setting. Exactly. exactly. Professionally, you know. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it was it was just absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to see what else you have to come. Because I know, you know, it's always in due time, and I knew that's kind of how it was with your fashion. And, you know, there's just this is just literally the tip of the iceberg, if that. So um, I'm excited to see where you go from here. You know, it's just been awesome to witness, and I'm glad I was able to. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were there. It was really cool to, like, have people in the building. And especially, like, as I look out, it's kind of funny, like, going into performance mode is, like, half blackout mode and, like, half full, intense, full awareness. Mm -hmm. So, like, part of it, I'm, like, super hyper aware of everyone and everything. And at Mm -hmm. the exact same time, I'm also, like, I have no idea what's going on, you know? And it's just, like, working with these two extremes. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. It, It came to me like a lightning storm like in my head you know it's like the extreme cold meeting the extreme heat 
mm-hmm. and they like collide together in the skies and that's how you get like crazy lightning you know like yeah. those chance occurrings it's very much that uh and so yeah it was great having everyone there to like feel comfort and to feel support in it mm-hmm. as i'm like staring out at a, a larger sea of a bunch of faces that I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, beyond that, the quiet part, like you're talking about, because people were talking. And even when I went out there, like I took my time to like get out there to try to slowly be like, everyone pay attention. And when I first started talking, people were still talking in the back. And yeah. then like, I don't know, like 90 seconds in, two minutes in, Maybe even less, you know, getting to get the people in the back back to shut the fuck up because they kept talking. Yeah, they Uh, were. And I was like, I'm up here, so I'm not going to compete for attention. Like, pay the fuck attention right now. Mm -hmm. And they did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it because it was like, even when Acacia came out in the beginning, it was like nobody was paying attention. And then when like the designers were going on, like people were talking and i'm just like what is the deal like i know yeah. you can see that something's going on because the room is dark like <laughs> yeah so, right with a spotlight so, yeah. in the center exactly yes. i didn't realize that they like even, well because like acacia did open up the show shout out to uh acacia red elk um and i was gonna list the the resume yet it's Y'all can get it. Trust. It's, yeah. it's an extensive resume. Uh, yeah. Opening the show. I didn't realize that. I did mm-hmm. hear maybe from you or maybe from somebody else that like there's maybe one of the other uh, designers that like people were kind of talking like during their part. Yeah. Uh, it was Yeah. Which is so strange to me. That doesn't make sense to me. It like if you came for either. a show, why are you not watching the show? Yeah. Uh, anyways, I made sure people watch me. Because uh, again, I was like, I'm not going to be up here, and you are in the back, distracting from yeah. what I'm curating in the moment. You know, exactly. Uh, so I'm glad that it went down, and I low key personal. This is this is behind the scene for everybody. I low key fucking loved that power. I loved it. I got oh, up good. there, and even when I did get everyone to shut up, I made. I told myself, I was like, take one more breath, and I did. I was like. Now you can do this. You know, like, take an extra moment. Let them know who's in control. Um, And I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate the trust that was built from the audience to our group. Because then from there, like, it just turned into something completely different. And I, again, thank the three that helped me out. So Gabriella came out and, you know, she was calling out just two words. She was saying, pay us. Just mm-hmm. over and over. No context. Pay us. That's all it was. Uh, and yeah. then it led into a spoken word that I halfway prepared and halfway freestyled. Mm-hmm. And as that was happening, Chloe and Winter were expertly uh, walking the circular runway that was set up there. Uh, and so it was awesome to see just all of us out there in movement and in connection with the energy of the audience. So, yeah, it definitely inspired me for some future work. It was a great debut that I'm so thankful for. Shout out to the Northwest Native Chamber again for allowing the space for Trinell Original to debut in that way. 
Uh, I know it was nothing that they expected. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's what happened. And I, I honestly do believe that it helps solidify their show. Also, I'll tell you some tea after this, which is low-key kind of dope. Uh, so anyways, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it all. No, it was, again, it was absolutely amazing. And I think you're, at least as far as I can remember, you're the only one that kind of utilized the entire space because, again, the, the room was a little awkwardly set up to where there was two small stages on each side and like a rotating or just a small stage. Like a circle in the, in the middle. Yeah. And so I think the, the circle probably threw some people off or at least the other two designers. I feel like I don't, re- that don't hold it true, but I just feel like I don't think they u- utilize the middle stage. They kind of zig. Think- they so. figure figure like figure aided to both okay. of the side stages because the side stages had spotlights. So you're the only one that kind of was like, no, I'm sitting and taking up all of the space. Um, I don't even know if you use the side spaces. So I think that was yeah. kind of the best move. I mean, you didn't, if you did, it was very brief. So it yeah. really was commanding the attention because it was at the center of the room. So yeah. very well we were played. supposed to use the side spaces more. When I got to the venue, it was like, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is how the show is running. This is what the is expected of, like, you all. Uh, and then I just had to be like, thank you for the information. However, that's not what me and my people are doing. We understand the space. We have rehearsed our own traffic. That's great that you have your traffic that you want, yet that's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. respectfully, you know, just right off the top. Uh, and then also as a performer, I did go up on those platforms and the platforms were shaky. The first two steps that I took onto the platform, I said, oh no, girl, uh-uh. And being in heels too, like it just felt dangerous. I think they were able to like make the adjustments to like sturdy up those platforms a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yet those are kind of the complicating things I'm talking about where it's like things popped up and I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, we're not going to do that then. We're going to do this. And we're going to do the other. I mm-hmm. am glad, however, that Chloe did take the opportunity. Chloe, Chloe did go up on those platforms and okay. did take the opportunity. And it was funny because afterwards she was like, I'm so sorry, Kellen. I had to go up there and do it. And I was like, I'm so glad you did. I saw it like as it was <laughs> happening. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because it looked so good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right before then, I told him, I was like, just cut it. I was like, we'll just do the circle. You don't have to go up on the platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, like the behind the scenes... It, Things were getting to be made very complicated. And I was like, you know what? If it's going to be complicated, cut it. We'll just do our own thing, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm so glad that Chloe got up there. And I (laughs) wish that I had a little bit more time with them in order to, like, secure that, like, actually we can play in these ways. Uh, And even, Mm -hmm. like, coming through the center more. Like, I felt like I monopolized the center a little bit too much. And I Mm -hmm. wish that, like, I would have brought my models through the center platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the exact same time, like, I'm telling you. I was half freestyling. So, like, I had to be hyper, like, I had to carry all four of us and the room, you know? Like, it wasn't about me anymore. Like, I was, I requested people's attention and energy, and then I started playing with it. Mm -hmm. And so then it was also my responsibility to be able to land people back down safely, you know? Uh, And so, like, I I had to be hyper aware in that moment. So looking back at it now, I'm like, okay, these are adjustments that we can make. This is some stuff that we can do to make it stronger. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm just grateful that it all went over swimmingly. uh, Yeah. Because, again, the artist mind can critique down yet to feel the (laughs) sensation in the moment. It, It felt great. Yeah. 
no, you should have felt great. You executed it very, very well to say the absolute least. So I just felt like they weren't ready. They didn't know who they were getting when they were getting it. So yeah. I did. That's why I was like, I'm trying to watch this. Leave me alone. You said, y'all are going to pay him to do this? Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. And then we got Snotty Nose Res Kids to close out the show. So that was pretty cool. It was like getting to have a little concert. Well, we did. We had a concert right at the end. So everybody was like celebration mode. It was it's bomb. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I, and that was my first time seeing Snotty Nose Res Kids. And I sent my team in to go interview them. So I, I didn't do it. But from what I was when I was reviewing the footage, it just sounds like they got some a lot of, you know, they got a lot of exciting things coming up. So that's oh. that's awesome to kind of look out for, um, to be able to look out for something that's coming up. Um, yeah. But yeah, the performance was great. Um, they definitely it's it's more of a rock concert I know they are saying hip hop concert on stage but it's definitely more of a rock concert I felt like the water was thrown and I was like ooh I was not ready for that right. <laughs> the mosh pit was moshing like, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool to witness and cool to see and you know just kind of be to, to be there and to witness you know the music because I mean you hear it all over social media it's broken the internet um, and then to actually hear it in person it, it, it was it was really cool to witness live so overall it was a great event um shout out to james james and michelle are the two event coordinators um yes but but thanks to james we had the opportunity to really be there and to be in the room um he's also afro-indigenous uh uh, event exactly. director yeah he's um so bra, i forgot bra, bra. what tribe he is but he's from montana he's from rocky boy and then he's also from dc he grew up in dc so um he i know one thing he really wanted to do was to have our afro-indigenous black native presence in the room um which is probably <laughs> which is i was told primarily as to why we were there is because that's what he wanted so and it just happens to be dope that we're all nimipu you know representing everywhere we go um we've kind of been on the trail we've all we've been seeing each other at all of these big events that are outside of our tribe um and it's dope because it's like we we do what we do and we do it very well and i think yeah. people see that um and they're wanting it within their own shows and so it's really cool to just kind of all move together in our own individual ways but still together you know um so so yeah it's been amazing shout out to izzy as well for performing um, that's right a, yes <laughs> like open yeah. the show right yeah, I mean, I'm no shade. I mean, I guess I'm biased, but Nini Poos definitely make the show. Um, <laughs> we make the thing happen. Um, so uh, it's it's been great to just be proud, to be seen for who we are first. And I think that's why also it was so moving and heart-touching to watch your performance. Because I know who we are, and we both yeah. know who we are, but to actually put it on a platform and with 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 no apologies you know i think that was the beautiful part and then obviously seeing izzy seeing james and then you know just uh, my sister of course being on the stage as well winter i mean all of it it's just been dope and then just just black indigeneity in terms of being black and or native you know what i'm saying by having both of those cultures on stage at one time it's just beautiful to witness and it was beautiful to be in that room with with all of us there and so again like even with all these other past shows and events we've been seeing each other but it's because you know we're being chosen we're being handpicked and it's cool to be able to move together not only as black native relatives but also as actual relatives and by being Nimipu as well so we're hoping you know hopefully that can expand and we can move even greater and i feel like it's only coming um, because we're, we're putting ourselves in those rooms. Um, we're creating those opportunities and we're, we're living unapologetically and that's what we need more of. So right. I'm super excited to see kind of the direction we go from here. Um, 
and just feeling that connectedness because we we don't feel that all the time as black natives it's always one or the other it's outcasting it's like should I be in this room should I do you you think everything right it's like yeah. even being last week I was like oh, I need to straighten my I'm gonna I never straight I have not been straightening my hair and so I was like oh, I'm gonna do it this this week but also that, you know, whole idea in the back of your mind, like, okay, is she trying to look native? I don't know. It's just we still get these little voices in our heads for the littlest things that we do. Um, and so being able to just move so freely around your own, it's like it's that's not always possible. Um, so it's really cool to be able to do that now comfortably within our community and within our even our friend group, but yeah. being able to hopefully see more of that Um that's the goal is being able to because it, it's just I don't know you you don't really know until you're like you know you 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 feel it but it's like you know this is our community I feel a hundred percent comfortable when I'm around Kellen when I'm around Izzy when I'm around my sister and of course my family but like um, just having more of those comfortable spaces is what we need for our own and um, that's what I'm hoping happens and I know will happen um, in the upcoming year upcoming months um, seeing more and more. Black natives just living comfortable, comfortably without feeling they have to question anything at all, you know? Yeah. Uh, James, thank you for sharing all that. James, uh, uh, I see here, uh, enrolled citizen of Chippewa Cree Tribal Nation. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I know James he brought Parker, it up. Yeah. I just, it wasn't in my, it was yeah, the, uh, the executive director of the Northwest Native Chamber. Uh, and so, yeah, this gathering or the gathering by the Northwest Native Chamber, um, was huge it's their big annual event uh and it's for uh all of the indigenous small businesses that they help throughout washington oregon and idaho mm -hmm. uh so a major fundraising event and, and again like their premier event for the year and yeah just like going off of what you're saying like it felt really cool after the performance that we did um I got to meet James for the very first time in person because <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we just had phone calls and Zooms, you know, Zoom meetings yeah. before that. And, and only like two or three, you know, like emails mostly. Uh, and so for that to be like our first physical interaction, being like, bro, what the fuck did you just do up there? Like you shut yeah. the shit down. And I was like, yeah. it's so nice to meet you, you know? Yeah. And you know, him just being like, I, I, I just knew he was like, we have to get this person. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just knew it. We had to get you and we had to have you in this space for this thing. Uh, and it was just dope. Like having that, that initial, like coming together, uh, and then seeing each other again, you know, because it's black natives like at the top and like bringing each other in exactly. and supporting one another. And it's not even just about the fact that we're black and native yet. It is a great added opportunity on top. You know, it's mm -hmm. a great uniting point. Uh, and I love just that 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 support or the uh, the word prominence is coming into my head. Yeah, I don't know what that means like you know being at the forefront you know rather yeah. than the afterthought because you know so much of our experience is often as an afterthought yeah uh and so to be at the forefront and to be at the center is is really great uh because it doesn't exclude anything else you know yet it's also just like yeah this is another example of the fuck what we do so 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I echo all of that stuff. Like, it, it's great to have that community. And, and there was other people after who were like, yo, thank you for getting up there and saying, like, all this stuff that spoke to my heartstrings. And then mm-hmm. also, thank you for, like, recognizing us black people, too. You know, us uh, people of African descent descent who have also been separated from homeland. And we've gone through these different trials and tribulations similar to what you're talking about in your spoken word. Uh, And then the intersection of that, you know, so it's, it's, you know, one side, the other, and then the mixture like us, you know. Uh, So for it to be like this beautiful Venn diagram of us coming together, just dope. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was great meeting everybody in the room, too. And I haven't... So, a little bit... I I have some history with, well, what was ONAC? So, I used to teach entrepreneurship um, or facilitate entrepreneurship, I guess put it that way, um, with their courses. So, I had that connection before they had their whole name changed and everything, um, which was just recently. So, I was just working with them this year. Um, So, James was one of them to where I haven't seen his face. That was the first time seeing his face. But then also all of the students in the class. And so, so many people came up to me, Michaela. And I was just like, who are you? And then I was just like, (laughs) it was like a whole like second of just like literally that face. And then I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because it's like the pandemic's over. And it's such a crazy feeling to... You know, meet people you've been in contact with for, it could be years. And I have people that I've been in contact with for years. And then seeing them in person, it's just like, oh, wow. But one of the things James had on was he had a triple golden 24 karat gold rope on. And one of my beadwork baddies made it. And so I noticed the, which is his wife, shout out to Sea Autumn. Everybody knows Sea Autumn, but he had it on. And I like, that was the first thing I went to. And I was like, oh, that's the necklace. Can I see your necklace? And I was like, oh, hey, you're James, right? So so yeah, so it was really cool. Yeah, to be in the room (laughs) and just meet people. And of course, you know, network where we can. And it was, it was, it was a really cool experience to just, um, the whole experience it felt very comfortable because you were there because our own was there and because it was just it was just a good evening of just good energy so so yeah anyway that was that was that was portland (laughs) yeah yeah definitely grateful for the moments and and shout out to like you and your team for being there and and capturing all that stuff it's been really cool to see some of the images that came out through uh northwest native chamber and, and and whatnot and you know, so it's like it's cool that the stuff is documented in such a beautiful artistic way as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the future of it all, and yeah, just so grateful to to have had that moment to have the people in the building that I mm-hmm. care about um, that were there as well. You know, like oh yeah, that shout out bon- to the fam. Bonus, you know, yeah, bonus, bonus, <laughs> Miss Kathy. You know, and it's just like as these things keep going bigger and bigger, you know, having more and more people in the room. And that's kind of like what I'm talking about. Like I I mentioned right at the end, I was like, yo, it's like me and my mom and my sister at my first art show in New York. I didn't really like explain it that well, you know, Mm -hmm. but I was like, there's only three of us. And now here I'm at this other event and there's like 15 of us, you know, as we keep growing, it's more and more. And it's, you know, my younger cousin was there. My auntie was there. Mm -hmm. Like I had people from different generations. I had a great aunt there. You know, people from different generations, different side of the family, getting exposure to the arts in this way and to also receive empowering messages at the exact same time. 
Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Like, let's keep this going and just know that, like, as this whole journey of Trinell Original unfolds, that is the goal. Bring more of us in and to have more of us a part of the process because uh, we're bomb, you know? Uh, yeah. Just give us the, not only the opportunity, the financial backing uh, okay. to validate the time and effort it takes in order to create these moments. Yeah, I'm heavy on that part. And Motherfucking I think- pay us. <laughs> Literally, oh, it's, exactly. right <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. financial aspect is very important. And for those that don't understand in terms of why financial aspect is important is because we are delivering you, we're giving you something that only we can do. You're hiring us for a perspective that even you don't have. So it's like... I don't know. It seems like very common sense to me, but I know some people probably don't understand or some people try to get back, get off with giving the bare minimum. And this goes to native businesses as well or black owned businesses or any type of business that want to pay wholesale over retail. And we all know that what that means yep. um, at the bare minimum. And it's like, no, this is our livelihood. This is what we do. We're not only putting ourselves into this, but everything that makes up ourselves, our family, our time away from our family, our physical and mental and emotional you know, exhaustion that we have to put into. It's like, it's, it's literally all of our being and we're doing this because we love it. And so many people look up to us and hire us and book us to do these things, but not realizing how passionate this is, this is what we do. This is what we live for. This is what we breathe for. And this, you want, you want to say you want to contribute to generational wealth, then you need to make sure this is what it takes is paying us to do the things that we do. Now, outside of that, we have colonization and reparations and, redlining and all this other stuff you know that's where the motherfucking pay us really comes from but when it comes down to our artistry and who we are as people that's what you need to be that's what we're that's what you're contributing to and on top of that all of these core i mean there's so many different avenues and so many different conversations and so many different episodes that we can have a whole podcast a tv show and then some on all of this newspaper a magazine like a blog like and all of the above and not say the same 24 hour live stream girl big brother style (laughs) even just sitting in silence the message will get across exactly (laughs) so it's just like but that's just the beginning that that's that's this is where that's where it really starts is the root of the person and where we come from and our history does matter it's not old news it, it that's all and the trauma sit on our shoulders while we're creating and doing these things and it, it's 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 everything but yeah. then also um i just blanked but anyway you can <laughs> there was a specific <laughs> point i was going to bring up oh the you're, corporations you're that we support so that it's yes. just choosing where to put your money um it's just and that and that's where that's why all of these you know different um, messages are being put forth in terms of where your finances are going is because a lot of the times you're putting putting them towards these corporations that don't benefit your community specifically, but the people that are cre- either running those businesses or working those businesses or the homes and the communities that they're invading. So there, it just really comes down to knowledge and um, understanding the root of where your money's going. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most important part. And so people that people that are confused about you know when it comes to who you pay and why you pay and oh it shouldn't matter you know it it does matter it's like that's why we have all the problems that we do is because we're not putting our money in the right places in the right spaces and supporting the right people but then also aside from that it's just 
the histories of this country, which I don't want to get into, but um, it's all of the things. It's just really pay attention to where your money's going. Um, point blank period. Um, again, there's just, there's so many different, we can dig so deep on that, but just to put it plainly, um, I mean, that's just what I kind of push in business with all my clients, with even my audiences, whatever, if I have an audience, it's more so pay attention to where your money goes because it it is, it is important. You know, there's a, there's so many messages behind motherfucking pay us so many messages. Um, and it's really, it's just pay attention, open your eyes, become knowledgeable and, really really take the time to understand um what you're doing you know and and how many people it actually affects as well so um so yeah yeah the pay us thing it that's really cool that you mentioned also really early about like the evolution of art and like how it's like still going because yeah even like this whole motherfucking pay us like spoken word that i did well technically pay us but you know i say motherfucking pay us Mm -hmm. as like a refrain um like was born out of the treaties project that I did two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. It was like 2019, 2020, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause as I was reading the treaties and then I was like, Oh, all these, all these monies that were promised to us never came through. Yeah. And beyond that, it's like, fuck the monies. Cause so, so sorry, rewind. I, I did a, a, a treaties project for uh, the Josephi Center down in Wallawa, Oregon a couple years ago. Anyways, we had to read the Nespers treaties and respond to them in art. So I did a three-piece art series, and then as I was doing the art series, I kind of made a podcast that went along with it, right? So in the three-piece art series of, like, physical pieces, they they asked me to price my pieces uh, mm-hmm. so that they would sell and that the the money would go then to the center and this and that. And I was like, how do I sell this work that, like, has ripped my heart apart, you know? Uh, and so for those three pieces, I, I priced them at different things. So one of the pieces, I added up all of the money that was promised to us in our treaties. And mm-hmm. I I added inflation. And I was like, that's the price for this piece. And then the other one was the pay us piece. And I was like, this has to be paid in the intangible. This has to be paid in all of the lives that you've taken from us, the, the culture, the language, the health, the everything, you know, listing it down, pay mm-hmm. us in that. Uh, and then in the third piece, I put eagle feathers on it. And I was like, it, you can't buy it. It can't be purchased. Exactly, yeah. Because um, I was like, I'm not going to be fucking sold on my own goddamn land. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I am, it better be for these motherfucking millions, you know? Yeah. Reparations. Um, whew, excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, that's where it, like, started from, you know, back there. And then then it turned into this thing now. And, I, and I'm excited for where it goes uh, yeah, it really is. It's a, a real thing. Like I got an email from a person the other day and they were like, hey, I'm doing this thing. I would really love your perspectives as a native artist in order to help me um, approach this situation. And then I was kind of like, well, is this a work? It's like, a, is the work thing for me or is it like you're just trying to talk? Yeah. You know, and it basically came out to be like, oh, I'm just trying to talk to you to like get information from you oh, as a white uh-uh. woman in order nope. to go and. And, you know, and I was just kind of like, ooh, I, I, mm, you know, mm. uh, <laughs> oh, if you, you know, know, you know, but it's, it's very much what you just said, you know, like you're coming to us for this thing, yet it's a service. It's, mm-hmm. it's a product. It's, it's more than that. It's knowledge, you know, like fucking pay us, bruh, you yeah. know? Um, and sorry, last little story. Yeah, back at Pendleton Roundup, back uh, in September, this low key happened. We went out. It was we're just out at. It's a Friday night. We're out at the bar. We're all looking cute in our like 
modern indigenous clothing, you know, mm-hmm. me and my crew, my cousins, my sister, my, you know. Um, and then this, like, yeah, this, like, white lady comes up to me, like, so just, like, oh, forcefully and was like, what is all this? What is this about? Like, scanning her hand up and down It's me. the audacity for and me. And I was just I like... Already can, I can see it. And it's like, what makes you feel like this is okay for you to come up and act you. like you own the space to where you can thank just question you. somebody and their identity and <sighs> what they're... You, I mean, come on, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, pause for a second. Because it's <laughs> Let's like... Let's go. It, it irritates the shit out of me. And I tell my sister this all the time. And she was just like, you know what? I'm seeing it. She just randomly hit me with, now I know where you're coming from. And what I had Word. said was... It's the audacity for me that white people do the, the they do the whatever they want to do in any single space and they feel like it's okay. And they do that because, you know, the law's on my side, the government's on my side. I can act crazy and speak however I want to speak because all of these people around me are going to side with me. And if these people don't side with me, the law's gonna hold me down. You know what I'm saying? That's not all white people, let's just let's be real, but most white people do exactly what they want to do when they want to do it exactly whether it's cutting you off whether it's questioning what you're wearing for what what does it it has nothing to do with you you know what i'm saying it's asking for shit you have no reason you have no you you have no you should not be asking for the shit that you're asking for you shouldn't be doing the shit that you're doing like it just irritates me to where it's just like it's everything and it's everywhere in the world everything so it's like that's what's lit and it, it, I don't know that that that's just like my little two cent vent because it's just like everywhere you go, they're doing something without any awareness of the room. Like read the room first of all, second of all, what just as a human being, why do you think this is okay? And I will say this quick little story too. We go were off. in Spalding, okay, giving Chewie a walk. We come back and someone's like at our graves in Spalding. There's a plenty of tribal people buried there, first of all. And they're having a whole photo shoot, like a Halloween photo shoot. They're setting up this little ritual. They're standing on top of the tombstones getting <gasps> pictures. And I like walked over there. I said, y'all need to leave. This is very disrespectful. Um, I don't even understand why you think this is okay. And so we walk back to my car and then they're just standing there waiting for us to leave. So I'm like, no, I'm gonna call tribal. So tribal rolled up and like got them to leave but it's the audacity for me like it's like what makes you think this is okay and so i mean that's just an example a recent example but it's just frustrating to where it's just like it's everything it's everything people talk to you sideways do certain things because it comes down to what is it called like the um white woman guilt trip or whatever it's actually Mm. called but it's like you know they, Mm -hmm. they do certain things specifically white women because they know and this is goes back histories because they know that the government is going to or whoever's in charge of the whole system in terms of, you know, putting them, you know, giving them some sort of consequence is going to feel bad for them as soon as they shudder a tear. And it's like that, that just in my day to day, it's hard for me to, like, have sympathy for people yeah. who are just belligerent and rude and naive to so many situations and that's what it comes to that's that privilege we are talking about like same with white men as well they're they they they're very aggressive and feel as though they can Ah! do whatever whatever Ah! they want to do so anyway that's my two cents there's no reason she should have been questioning your outfit but Um, that really bothers me because i'm like for what like 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, so I didn't mind it or like I, I didn't pay her any mind, I want to say. We probably lost like a lot of listeners just there. Oh, but anyway. We, we have the ones that are meant to be here and, and that is the space, you know, sorry, amplifying no, black and indigenous voices. You know, this is part of the amplification. Uh, and I will say, so yeah, it was very much like, oh, what is this? What's going on here? Uh, and I and I didn't like respond. And then because I didn't respond, she kept going. She goes, no, I, I just want to know, like, what is this all about? And and then in my head, I was like, you have no right to be questioning me. And especially while I'm out trying to have fun and get drinks with my family. Right. Yeah. So like I like made my little drink order. Uh, and then she was like, oh, like, you're just you're just not going to say anything. You're just going to ignore me. Like, you, you're, you're going to do that to me. Really? It's that serious. And I said, have a nice night. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. And then I just, mm-hmm. like, turned my body, like, straight to the bar, you mm-hmm. know, and just made my drink order. And then it turned into this whole thing. Oh, my gosh. I was just trying to ask him. Then she's bringing all these other people into it. I was just trying to ask him about his da-da-da-da. He did it. And, like, I get potentially that she was saying, like, yo, you look fly as fuck. I want to know what it's all about. Exactly. Yeah, the energy that you came in with was very aggressive. And this whole, what's this all about? Why this? You don't mm-hmm. get to just come up and question me, right? Yeah. So I get my drinks, right? I walk around three feet, literally three feet, around a bar stool to the other side. Um, and it's like this like brown skin, femme presenting person there at the bar. They catch me as I'm like coming up to my group of people. And they're like, oh my gosh, you look so cute. And I said, mm-hmm. thank you, girl. And she's like, yo, everything here is working from the head all the way down. This is beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for stepping out like this. And I said, oh, I appreciate it. And, <laughs> and then we just got into a conversation. And yeah. then and I was like, yeah, these are my people. This is our homeland. And we show up and we wear our indigenous like stuff because this is where the fuck we are. It's overrun with cowboys and they hold this cowboy event. Yet mm-hmm. these are our homelands and we can't be kicked out of our homelands. And we also can't be silenced in our homelands. We're going to show up how the fuck we want in our homelands and show the fuck out. And yeah. she was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Thank you for sharing that story with me. I'm from. And then, you know, she ended up being like this person from New York City. She came to Roundup because she's a writer. So she was like, I wanted to, like, find a story and this and that. And I was like, oh, you want a fucking story? Here's a story right here. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. And so basically I, I ran that down. I just raced, basically ran down like native people, treaties, white takeover, colonization, in the last 150 years and how it's showing up right now, right? Mm-hmm. Quick, easy. And then at the end of my shit, I was like, and also I want you to realize that like, this is emotional labor for me. Like I came out to have a good time with my friends and my family. I'm here to have mm-hmm. a drink. And here I'm explaining all of this shit to you. And I know that you as a brown person understand what it's like to be explaining things to people constantly and to not get compensated for it. And I also know you as a fan presenting and most likely, you know, a female identifying person know what it's like to be in this male dominant society and have to explain yourself all the fucking time and to also take on that labor. So I understand your intersections, understand my intersections. And so I hope that like with that joint understanding between us, like you see, this is fucking fucked up right now, this entire situation. Mm -hmm. This was the gagger. She low key had a backer. She said, Jim, uh, come over here. She had a white cowboy 
in her pockets who bought us all rounds of drinks after I just bought <laughs> drinks. So uh, Jim came over and he was like, hi, I'm Jim. And I just finished this whole like rant about, you know, getting kicked out of our homelands and how we show the yeah. fuck up because we're native as fuck. Uh, and then she was like, buy them all drinks. And I was like, we just got <laughs> drinks. But you know what? Fuck it. We'll take another round. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so Dang. then we did. Uh, so then Jim bought us all drinks. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I said, thank you. I said, thank you for actually compensating for the work you know because like so many times y'all profit off of the knowledge and you don't Mm -hmm. acknowledge the work that it took to get you that information you know exactly like we are expertise we are subject matter subject matter experts therefore Mm -hmm. you know fucking pay us Uh, so that was an instance where like it started off really ugly and then right after, I got paid for my fucking shit. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I say, okay, actually, I want to do this one, too. You can say whatever you want to I'm going to do this, because fuck it. So then, so right after Portland, right, motherfucking uh-huh. pay us, right, mm-hmm. screaming at all these people. Again, I still got tea for you later. <laughs> yeah, we went to Seattle, right? So we're in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's at my cousin Xavier's football game. Yeah. We get tickets from ASU. Uh, so we're in the ASU section at the UW Stadium up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in our rows, um, eight, nine, ten. Me and my family, uh, excuse me, I'm in nine. My other family's in eight. The other family's in eleven. So ten, there's no family behind us. Uh, so eight, nine, and eleven. Me and my family were all clumped together. Uh, yet, as the game is going, the people in the row behind us start filling in more people. And the people in my row start filling more people. So my mom and I were in seats six and seven. I'm in six. My mom is in seven. So that means that there's seats five through one on the other side of me. Tell me why there's 12 people squeezed in between seats one through five and I'm in seat six. Mm -hmm. Granted, seven of those people were little kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, five adults. Yeah. And then... They brought in two more adults and two more kids into my row and then three more adults into the row behind me. And as they're coming in, they're all like, oh, I I asked the people, I was like, where are your tickets? They're like, oh, we're in row 12. And I said, oh, well, this is row nine because they were standing right in front of me and my mom trying to like Mm -hmm. find their seats. And I said, oh, this is row nine. Row 12 is back there. And -hmm. at the exact same time, the people in row 10 behind us who were squeezing in, they're like, uh, we're in row 12. Uh, maybe we should go to our seats. Our tickets say we're in row 12. Maybe we should go to our seats. They kept saying that, right? Mm-hmm. And so then finally I got over it and I turned around and I was like, in your own words, you said your tickets are in row 12. Maybe you should go to your seats. Mm-hmm. Do that. Yeah. And they were like, huh, what? And I said, you just said that. And I turned to the other two people who literally just tried, like, who squeezed in in between us. And I was like, and you yourselves said that your tickets are in row 12. Yeah, you're squeezing yourselves here in row nine. Go to your seats. This this isn't because they were also talking about bringing in more people. And they were like, oh, y'all can fit in down there, like past my other like my other cousins in row eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had to stop and I'd just be like, no, like you all are coming in. There's far too many people. Tell me why. As soon as I did that, the two, so it's a, it's a white couple behind me that are doing this. I was like, can I see your tickets? I was like, you just said that you're in row 12. Can I see the tickets? And then they start patting down their body like, 
oh, where where are our tickets? Oh, I don't. And I was like, yeah, no, let's see your tickets. You just said row 12. Let, let's see the ticket. Let's look at the physical ticket and let's see where you're assigned. We can get you to that spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I can't find the ticket. And as that's happening, then the white lady to the right of them is like, you need to stop. You need to sit down. You need to calm down. And I said, look, they're not in their seats. So she starts attacking me, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so I have two interactions going on at the same time. Then I have the third interaction to the people who are literally to my right, because they're in the same group as these row 12 people. Um, and I'm just like, y'all said the exact same thing, that your seats are in row 12, yet you're sitting here scrunched next to me. Go to your fucking seats. I didn't cuss one time. Excuse me for doing that. Now I'm not going to do it again, because I don't want it to come off in the story. Yet, then, as that's happening, then this older, white, big, burly guy from down the row who has nothing to do with it comes over and starts pointing at my face, starts yelling at me. You need to da 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 da. So I have this like crazy white woman like yelling at me. The white couple right behind me that I'm talking to that are forcing themselves into the space, um, arguing with me. Another white dude on the other side of them who has now pushed his way over into our circle is pointing his finger in my motherfucking face. Okay, never mind. I am gonna cuss because fuck them. Um, yes. Pointing his finger in my motherfucking face and like yelling at me. Also, the people on my direct right. So that's already three people in the row behind me. That's three different groups in the row behind me. Then I have another pair just to the right of me in my exact same row. And another white man at the end of the row who now pushes his way up to the front and is talking about me. And in the row before them, another white guy who is sitting there cussing at me in front of his kids. Y'all have eight motherfucking children here. And this is up here talking about like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. You fucking asshole. Get the fuck up out of here. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Right? Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's coming off very angry in this moment. It's my first time really talking through it in this way. So please excuse no, me. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's tripping me out. And I and I was shaking in this moment. Yeah, I was very calm and low-key. I was I was off the juice. So I was, I was, I was good. Because I said... Y'all can yell at me all you want. I'm in my Shoot, assigned seat. I look fly as fuck. And that was the thing. And that was the thing is that like I I held my shit and I was the only one who didn't yell. I was the only one who talked like this the entire time, and I was the only one who didn't cuss at anybody. I didn't physically challenge anybody. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had people insulting me. I had people physically chat uh, physically um, threatening me, and I also had people cursing at me in front of children. And so this is six parties of people. Tell me why this is going on for like five minutes, right? And then another person, another white dude from like four rows down is like, hey, you want to see? You want some space? Why don't you come over here? And I said, sir, my assigned seat is right here. My family is here. You're not going to separate me from the people that I came with. These are the people who are not in their seats. Get them yeah. to move. No, none of the white people did that. None of them. And even finally, they sent like a peace treaty guy over to me and and he was like, you know, you're right. You're right. He's like, we just want to have everybody together. And I said, I understand that. I want to have everybody together here, too. Yet we're all following the rules and you all are not. And I was like and and I was like, the fact that you think that you can just do this without Mm -hmm. any ramifications, no consequence is the point. And then he was just like, you're right. You're right. And I was like, and these people were threatening me and you're not going to condemn them. And, or you're not going to say nothing to the guy who physically threatened me? And he's like, oh, oh, uh, I mean, uh, you're right. He shouldn't have done that. He, he definitely shouldn't have done that. But maybe at this point we just calm down. And I said, no. Like, I hate and, that. And, 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 and then there was a point where I, I, he kept talking to me. And I said, you know what? Just don't talk. I need a second. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And I took a second. 
And then I came back three times, Michaela, three times over the course of the next few quarters. I turned back to that man and I said, so are you going to talk to your your relation, the person who's in your family um, about him cussing at me and about how how inappropriate that is? Are you going to talk to him about that? Oh, we don't we don't need he, he cussed at you. What did he say as he's like holding his daughter? And I said, mm-hmm. oh, do you want me to repeat the words in front of your child right now? Because I can do that. Mm-hmm. And he's, oh, oh, maybe it's better that you don't. Okay, so you agree that these are words that shouldn't be spoken in front of children, yet you're allowing those words to be thrown at me in a violent manner. And you're also recognizing the fact that it was inappropriate for that to happen. And on top of that, you're not willing to speak to that very person about the inappropriateness of their actions. Yet you want to sit here and talk to me about how I need to act. Mm-hmm. What? <sighs> it was so chaotic. And it was it was just wild. Like, And that's what low-key kept me calm the entire time is because... As I talked to just the two people behind me, I was then battling eight different white people, six different parties, people who weren't even involved or related to the situation were jumping in, physically Mm -hmm. threatening me, insulting me to my face, cussing at me. And I'm like, strange how I am sitting in my ticketed place and the large majority of you aren't and simply by bringing attention to the fact that you're breaking the rules and it would be so simple for you to simply just go back the few rows and sit in your assigned seat so that Mm -hmm. we're not crammed for a space and you're not overrunning us. Mm -hmm. You refuse and on the other side of that are turning violent. Um, It was just, it was a glaring moment of whiteness in action. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... I, I, I don't know that I have more words yet. That was like the moment and that was the story. Period. And that's exactly the point as to what I was making. That's you know? why I was and it geeked all... when you were saying that shit. That's why I was going the fuck off. And it's true. This happens every day. And there's so many reasons they chose to go off on you for literally just being who you are they see this exterior and feel as though they this is what they can do now if you're a white guy oh no no problem yeah yeah you know it's 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 not an issue but it's i think what it comes down to is um and this is why it's so triggering is it's just the audacity comes from having so much taken from us already and to realize we are still being taken advantage of, but also you're still literally trying to take things from us that we are rightfully, I hate even saying it right. Like we rightfully have, you know, the, what's the word? The, I don't know why I can't think of my words today, but basically, you know, what's rightfully ours. Um, to where we we owe no one an explanation. We're following these rules that you know are put into society that way we can all follow them. And it's like you feel like you have a choice to follow them or not follow them. And what's sad is they really do. They do have that choice because yeah. there there aren't enough people on our side that are in the right positions. Um, but then also aside from just taking what's you know it, that's kind of like the. For both black and natives, you know, yes, so much was taken from us, but then also acting like we're not humans, speaking to us yeah. as though we're not. Um, and so, and then I also hate that term, calm down. So <laughs> that, that I wish we had a dollar, I had a dollar, you know what I'm saying? To where you know. we actually speak our minds, but oh no, calm down, calm down. It's like, no, we're just making you very much uncomfortable. And 
you're trigger you're, you're the you're the reason as to why there's an issue and that's what people don't that's what they don't realize either so i don't know it's just it's a lot of emotions and it's hard to really kind of sort out your words as to how you feel and how upset this really does make us it's just yeah. like the consideration isn't there but the audacity is at an all-time high at an all-time high it's it's so it, and this is something we have to deal with on a daily basis. And even yesterday, me and my sister were at a basketball game, and it's like these white guys come in behind us, and they're just like reeking of beer. You can, I can almost feel their knees in the back of like my my head just because how they're where they're sitting. They're clearly not watching the game, but it's like in order for us to be comfortable, we have to move. You know, when we could simply just turn around and say, "Hey, can you?" But we don't. You know, we don't want to start anything up. Something that should be a simple request for, you know the respect that we should be receiving. Hey, do you mind guys, if you know, if you back up your knees or if you talk a little bit quieter, you know, for us to know that, Hey, this could escalate into something bigger and it may sound dramatic, but it could, we could potentially lose our lives by starting something so simple or having the slightest request for something that we should already have or be able to speak on. That's what it really comes down to. And, you know, that's, that's, and and being black and native, it's like we have both. It's 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 all of it. It's like it's both emotions. You get so heated in terms of what the issues are, whether it's MIMIW, whether it is just simply racism, and then the black you know black side of it. It's like we carry all of these issues with us together, and all of these outcomes that could potentially happen because we are this one person and that's where all of our frustrations come from what our parents our grandparents our ancestors had to go through you know it's everything it's everything in one body and in one being and to know that just for us to simply say hey do you mind doing the thing that you're already supposed to be doing could potentially get us killed or get us hurt or a family member hurt or whatever you know it's 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 a lot and i don't think a lot of people understand where we're coming from as us specifically as who we are as being black and native there's just so much with it and so much anger not i don't even say anger but it's just it's so much that is ingrained with us that with how we move and how we operate there's a, it, it's a lot and then yeah. not to feel accepted sometimes to push it even further by sometimes our own it's it can be infuriating it could feel very lonely it could feel very isolated so to circle back our entire conversation of being around one another we all understand that without having to say anything you know yes. i immediately knew how kellen when he, as soon as he said i was at the game and they were in their seats and there was 12 of them i already already knew how it was going to go i already knew the feeling then you're there with your family and family's so important to us yep. you know it's it's everything and all of this stuff should be common sense your family. It's not, exactly you know? and so it, it's a lot so i mean there's just so many we don't like throwing things out without you know some sort of solution or anything but sometimes it's okay to just throw things out because this is the reality of our world you know and so we've all had our had our experiences and we have them on the daily um that's why i don't like going outside like, like, <laughs> it, it's the little things that are the big things like and it's people. Just, exactly it's just it's so much but um 
I think, I don't know. I mean, whoever listens to our show, I appreciate y'all listening. And I'm sure you kind of under, and if you don't understand, hopefully someone listening could, could truly understand and actually take that to action. You know, I always say in a lot of, not always, but I have said it in a lot of my past, you know, discussions is like, you know, utilize that privilege, you know, be, be that, be Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Understand where you are, what's going on and who, you know, your place in society and how you got there. I mean, it takes a deeper, deeper look. And, um, just, I think getting to understand and, you know, being able to not necessarily provide us the opportunity because we we have full capacity to create our own opportunities, but also just, I guess, being an ally as a lot of them put it and being, you know, understanding as to, as to where we're coming from and what actually is, is on our shoulders. And when these things are happening, um, to step up and say something, especially when it's with your kind. Like, we don't want to be dealing with them. If y'all can de- de-escalate it, de-escalate it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, anyway, I'm glad you shared that, and I'm glad, you know, motherfucking pay us. Motherfucking <laughs> pay us, for real. For real. And uh, last two things about it, too, is that, like, when I, when I asked for the tickets, how the people played dumb, you know, they didn't want to show me. And I literally, I was like, because they were acting dumb, and, like, like, they, like, they didn't have to, and I was like, it's okay. You can answer to me, you know, because mm-hmm. like I could tell they were like this brown person is asking something of us, and white eyes are on us as another white person. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And I remember I looked at them directly, and I was like, "It's okay. You can answer to me." Mm-hmm. Like straight up, I'm a person too. And then finally, you know, then the tickets came out, and it was like, okay, whatever. Um, then the big like burly guy who like came and like threatened me. It was like, oh, we can get the peoples here. And they're like, he's like, yeah, go get the peoples. And I was just like, well, he didn't say that because, you know, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then in my head, I was like, no, like, why am I having to go? Like, I again, I'm in my seat. And I will say that the cops, like, did come down to the area. Um, and so, like, that was the other part, too, outside of me, Meeks, is that, like, it also caused concern for my family members. Because, like, here I am confronting multiple angles of white anger as a mm-hmm. single brown person in a sea of people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then law enforcement shows up. So then my family's kind of freaking out, you know? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, something's going to happen bad to Kellen. Uh, it, it didn't, you know, and, and made sure to, like, reassure that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. also the fear for people outside of me. You know, like, I only know my own fear. Yeah, I know that the people outside of me were also fearful, being like, He's not even in the wrong yet. What's probably going to happen is a wrong to him, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's that fear. Yet then when I was talking to that, like, peacekeeper guy at the end, again, the thing that he kept saying, he was like, you're right. We are breaking the rules. You're right. It's wrong for that man to physically threaten you. You're right. It's wrong for this person to be cursing at you in these ways. Can we just let it go, though? We're, mm-hmm. we're just going to we're we're here for the game. We're just here to support. You're right. No. That's all wrong. You're right. Actually, we should be in our own seats. Let's just support the game. You're right. You know, this is actually really fucked up and you have all the reason to be upset because actually you're right. And we are in the wrong. Let's just watch the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what he kept saying. You know, like you keep telling me. Yeah, I like like that doesn't make me feel better that you just acknowledge that I'm right. Yet at the exact same time, that is whiteness. It's like, yeah, we're wrong, we're fucked up, and we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, that's true. And that's all it was. Did the police make the move? No. 
No, no, oh, wow. no, they, no, they stayed there. I will say that the one couple that was behind me, I got them to move. Yet the rest that were in my row, no. Uh, but at the end of the game, though, at the end of the game, uh, nobody wanted to walk by me. Uh, so they all climbed their asses over the seats and went out that way. Um, and I just stood there. I, I stood there. And they could have they could have easily asked me to go by. They could have said, excuse me. Oh, may we pass, you know, to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stood there and I waited for my, you know, sincere request to pass. They mm-hmm. never did. They kept their mouth shut and they walked out in shame behind my motherfucking back. That's All three do. rows of them climbed over the seats and went out the other way. Because they knew that's they were in the wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And and that's that's the moral that, like, I really get is that, like, one, they swarm. And two, even though they know they're in the wrong, they're going to keep doing what they do because it doesn't matter because it's them and what they want to do. Yeah. The entitlement, the audacity, and the historical backing to empower that is all just right in there. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that that was like a major motherfucking lesson in experience. Like that's on my body forever now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we all have our our scars. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, that that was like a story. But I I will say I also do share that story too because then like as I watched the movie Killers of the Flower Moon. That I was still like, need to see that. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't spoil it in any ways. Yet, you know, just that thought of, as we have seen in our history, like people know the things that they're doing are wrong, yet they keep doing them. Yeah, and even just adding to that movie, and I know the whole kind of controversy for a second was we're tired of seeing our traumas. Um, I think they have to be seen. They have to make people uncomfortable. This is how do how are we supposed to really get to where we're going without people understanding where we're coming from? And it doesn't have to be our people. If we don't want to see it, then don't see it. We have that 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 you know that option. Um, but also we have it's time to start making white people uncomfortable and realizing no, this is the accuracy of our country. This is the accuracy of your kind. And this is why we move the way we move. This is why what you think is so beautiful is because of this right here. And it needs to be thrown in people's face. And just by you exp- literally just telling your story, People need to, that's what they want. They want us to be silenced. They want us not to, you know, make them uncomfortable. They want us not to share our experiences. And we have to. Is that's just that's just on period. I understand not wanting to view your traumas. I understand both sides of that. But at the same time, what you're fighting for, this is a part of the fight. You know what I'm saying? It's not a comfortable fight, and it's not going yeah. to be a comfortable no. fight. Um, that's not the way that works. And so um, it's also honoring your ancestors and respecting them enough to, yes, move in the best ways that you can and continue to hold your head up high, continue to set boundaries, continue to do things and establish the things for your own people. But also, my answers went, ancestors went through the, these things, all not all for nothing, This is what you did to my people. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the way I kind of view it in terms of 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 sharing our stories and sharing, sharing our stories in all platforms, in all ways, through all voices. 
through all art forms. Um, That's the way I see it. I feel like, yes, it's needed. Um, And not only for, unfortunately, not only just for white people, I think it's important for us to know what's going on within our people as well, because a lot of our stories were wiped away. You know, it includes it includes the good, the bad and the ugly. That's just that's that's who we are. That's what makes us us that what that's what makes the things you love that much lovable. Like it's it's all of it. It's all of the things. So. um, So, yes, thank you for sharing your story and um that's what we do here we share our stories yes. and um, people whether they choose they don't have to listen or they can um but yeah i think your story your voice is highly important and that was just another example of someone trying to silence you when you shouldn't it shouldn't even be a thought you know right. we shouldn't have to go into a room fearing that our voice is going to be silent so um, that's the work we do and this is the work we're doing right now is making sure that our voices are carrying um, regardless of what that's like. But um, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's really what it comes down to, too. I, I turned, after that whole altercation, and, like, finally things are calming down, I turned back to my mom, who was sitting by my side, and I, like, held her hand for a second to, like, calm mm-hmm. down, you know? Yeah. And I just told her, I was like, I was like, I would hate myself to, like, sit here in discomfort and allow for people to keep walking all over us mm-hmm. than to simply speak the truth and confront discomfort like fuck their comfort you know like they have been comfortable this entire time and they keep overrunning us and they they have plans to keep bringing more people into this area and keep overrunning us you know that's 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 what they do you know Mm -hmm. and we sit in silence to like not disturb their comfort no like yes this is a challenge for me yet i i was super happy that I did make a lot of them uncomfortable to the point of like inciting their violent spirit and mm-hmm. inciting their hateful spirit, you yeah. know, where I just, I just turned around and I was talking like this, you know, I, mm-hmm. I kept my voice like this the entire time. Cause I knew I had to, you know, mm-hmm. and also low key, low key because I knew it made them mad, you know, cause yeah. I'm like, girl, I'm just talking like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, yeah, the comfort, like you're talking about, like, and so then as that extends out too, yeah, like really, um, diving into these conversations or really, really facing these factual truths uh, and to not sit by and allow one's other comfort or, you know, their comfort. I don't like saying there as a, like a us and they, yet, you know, like. It is. So. <laughs> you know? It very much but, is. Yeah, it's just like, I, I'm not going to keep sitting down and caretaking your comfort Yeah. at the expense of mine. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then as it, as it goes to Killers of the Flower Moon, I don't know that I'll ever watch that movie again. I think that was a one and done for me. It's yeah. very much slave movie for me, and as That's we what talked I about, I don't do slave movies yeah. uh, for a very specific reason. And again, I do agree with you completely. Like those movies need to be uh, received by people that need the knowledge, awareness, and visceral understanding. Well, let me say Uh, this, too, because it needs to be for... It needs to be by us, even if it's not for us. It needs to be by us. So I will also say that so nothing else gets messed up. Um, 
our stories need to be told by us. Um, even though that story wasn't told by us, I feel as though they did pick they, natives are actually playing natives and respected natives are actually playing these positions or playing these parts to where, you know, if I don't agree with this, I don't want to move in this way. This shouldn't be said. This should be admitted. If you're working with the people, that's 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 OK. You know what I'm saying? We do prefer it to be us telling the story. But if you're using your privilege and your platform to actually give to us in order to create that story, that's something different. I don't I don't care to support of course, white writers kept telling black or native stories or any other culture stories. But um, now that we are in the position to where, you know, you you they're, they're, it is more common to work with the, uh, the directly affected group of people, which also that sounds kind of gross coming out as well. But working with specifically the people's story that you're trying to tell is um, very important. So, yes, I support I will say that and make sure that's known. I support us. And if we're involved yeah. put it that way yeah well because i know yeah. that they did a lot of consultation with like osage, osage. people mm-hmm. and yeah even i saw one video of like one of the consultants being like yeah we heavily consulted on this yeah understand still that this is a white male storyteller and we mm-hmm. don't have final say on what gets portrayed and in what way you know yeah. and that's what they're saying like at that movie premiere this consultant you know they're like we did all that we could And I'm glad that we were involved in our ways. Uh, And I also hope to see this same story or our stories from our perspective by us. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just a step, right? It's not the the destination. Um, We have came. It has came a long way from, you know, putting white people in both red and red and black Mm -hmm. faces. Um, So, yes, it is a step in the right direction. It's still getting people shifty in their seats. Um, But but yeah, yeah, I I would just say it is a step in the right direction. It's good to see our own people on screen. Um, But yes, we do still have a lot of work to do. but I think that, you know, the the stories need to be told um, and eventually they'll probably get told in the best of ways. But I always just support your 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 local videographer, your local film. I don't know all the lingo, but the people, <laughs> you know, doing your films, storytellers, um, yeah, your exactly. storytellers. Um, support them and, you know, making sure that you show up for those. If you haven't seen Covenant of the Salmon People, whoo, go see it. Cause oh, <laughs> I yes. just seen it last week, finally. And I was just in awe and it was just beautiful to see your own people on screen um, yeah i believe so, yeah. the there's a pbs link too for it right now i think oh, cool. i saw it floating on on facebook because i know that they were doing like private screenings before uh mm-hmm. yeah i i did see one on facebook uh for a link for pbs so if you look that up uh, covenant of the salmon people and i believe uh through pbs mm-hmm. um you may be able to find it definitely a, a really good film to watch uh in, in recent it just came out in the last year yeah um, yeah so beautiful very important very important um yeah and i just had a quick little thing to throw into i had a shout out to indigiverse the festival i had a speaking engagement yesterday and they literally just wanted me to speak on indigenous creatives but it ties to this to where it's like this is the whole point of indigenous creatives so that way we can hold our own narrative and portray the image that we choose to portray not for a certain group of people but for our own people um that way we have someone to we have we have our own to look up to and to see what they're doing and you know to that that's the whole point really of of, yeah. of us is just taking control of our own narrative what ways we we want to and see the best image of us the way we choose fit and um 
yeah, shout out to them. It was it was cool to be able to really kind of break that down and even diving deep into the mental health aspect of things and th- having the uncomfortable conversations, whether it's for us personally or for our tribe, for our community or for the nation. It's like this is the, these are the stories we want to tell. And our job is just to literally do it through you. Like, what story do you want to tell? That way we can share it with who you want to share it with. And, you know, people can come to us or come to you more importantly, but come to a space to where they see all types of things being talked about that's not being talked about in their community or come to events that aren't being done in their community or things that need it. It's just, we really want to be able to provide um, that platform for everybody to just share what they need to share. And so um, again, just shout out to Indigiver, shout out to MoMA um, for, for allowing me to be able to take up space a little bit and, um, be a part of that conversation um so yeah I guess that that kind of just ties to what everything we're saying in terms of being able to to tell our own stories um I just wanted to shout them out really quick as well and uh, my own business so <laughs> yes. we're, we're trying to get out there you know <laughs> so, you're doing it sure uh, no, yeah. I ain't creating, I'm not creating films or nothing but but you know <laughs> our little Whoa. YouTube's go somewhere hopefully but um <laughs> but anyway yeah thanks for sitting down kellen i'm glad we were able to chop it up finally our lives have been moving and grooving oh, um, yes. and along with that there's been a lot of ups and downs but i think a lot of the downs are you know they the, 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 the ups we need um to really pass on to other people okay <laughs> there's a couple songs i wanted to sing while you were talking and i was like this isn't the time <laughs> Uh, would it be yeah. an episode if we did not have a reference to a song? <laughs> a little something. Uh, a little something. Uh, anyway, so yeah. glad. And yes, congrats on the uh, Indigiverse. Looked awesome. And uh, it's so awesome to see you out there killing it with all your clients and hopefully uh, getting some moments of rest. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> for all of us. So. <laughs> that goes for all of us. Hopefully exactly. you all are getting moments of rest. Yes, Keep doing yes, it. Yes, yeah. Em- embrace the cold, snuggle up, you know. <laughs> snuggle up with a blanket. Yes, a nice, warm, comfy one. A weighted one, if you have Ooh, one. <laughs> yes. yes. Until next time. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapihechnu. See you next time.